Intelligence. Energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. Brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence. I'm Kate Barrett, your host and the founder of eFocus Marketing, a specialist email marketing agency helping brands to use email more intelligently. So today is our intelligence masterclass where we dig in as always to a specific area of email marketing to help you increase your results. And for this episode, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome Gavin Lojeuny as my guest on the show. Gav is a veteran of over 10 years in the email marketing industry. After a stint in New York to set up Dot Digital's customer success division, Gavin now heads up the company's thought leadership team, is a keen blogger and speaker, judge of the Stevie Awards 2019 and the DMA Awards 2018, and sits on the DMA email council with myself as well. He's also worked closely with organizations in both the B2B and B2C sectors, such as Universal Music Group, British Cycling, Oliver Bonus, Asana, and Copa Airlines in the UK and US, helping them to build their email programs to drive increased customer experience, lifetime value, loyalty, and ultimately return on investment. So Gavin, welcome and thanks for taking the time to join me for this intelligence masterclass. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Always. I was listening to that that bio, that bio and it was like, oh, that's an impressive person. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that be <and> you. <laughs> so, well before we jump into our topic for today, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about you and what Dot Digital does and your role there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um so if you don't know who Dot Digital are, um you might be uh fami- more familiar with uh, Dot Mailer, uh who we were it's over a year now uh, that we changed our name, but we're a, an omni-channel customer engagement platform. Um so what does that mean really? Um it just means that we've got a number of features within our platform that uh, sort of help our our, our customers connect um with a number of different um platforms may that uh, be that um e-commerce or CRM or anything offline or something like that um and then also empower them with certain tools as well so uh, ai gets batted around uh, quite a lot but there's there's sort of um uh, sort of intelligence learning tools within the platform obviously automation um tools to help you personalize and segment as well but all of that helping you to communicate on a number of different platforms so uh, email obviously our bread and butter but then sms social um sort of uh, ads as well as uh, sort of live chat as well um and live chat's probably a big thing that's uh, that's coming through now for us but um yeah that's uh, that's us you know uh, 4000 customers worldwide um of which you you heard some of the the ones that I work with and um yeah fantastic omni channel marketing is such a big thing at the moment and it really is important and that's why I wanted to bring you on today to talk about exactly that omni channel marketing what it is what we need to be thinking about with it and how email marketing fits into that overall yeah, strategy yeah. I've got a lot of clients that use the the dot digital platform and are using those multiple marketing channels through you and I think it's just such a good way to bring them all together to have a piece of technology like that that allows you to very easily combine them. So we'll come back to that a little bit later on. But yeah. for now to get us started, let's break it down. Let's clarify exactly what we mean by omnichannel to begin with because when I talk to a lot of my clients and I'm sure it's the same for you, people aren't actually sure what it is. It's kind of a buzz 
buzzword that's thrown out there. So I was doing a little bit of research for this episode and I looked into the Latin meaning (laughs) of omni. So omni comes, I know, right? I'm a geek. I'm a geek. Shoot me. Um, Omni comes from the word omnis, which can mean all or universal. But you've probably heard the term multi-channel marketing, and that comes from the Latin word multus, meaning multiple. Um, or there's cross-channel, which is you know, very, very similar and is derived from the Latin word crux, meaning to go across. So in terms of looking at omni-channel marketing, that really starts to give us an idea of exactly what the differences are between omni-channel and multi-channel. So multi-channel, for example, is where we're using lots of different marketing channels. So SMS, social media, PPC, email, print at the same time, but they're working independently of each other. There's multiple channels working independently. Whereas omni-channel is where we're bringing those different marketing channels together. They're working in conjunction with each other, alongside each other, with information feeding back and forth between them and helping to inform the decisions of what happens in each of those channels. So your communication really is with a prospect or customer and is inclusive of everything that they're doing across all of those different channels. So that's just kind of a a baseline for everyone to set us against. So multi-channel is separate, but using multiple channels. Omni-channel is where those channels work together and feed back into each other. But the key to any of this is really having the right data. So making sure that it's the right place to be able to join those messages together, which as we know, can be a challenge. That's for sure. You know, but if you get it right, we also know, and you see this with a lot of your clients, you know, so do we at eFocus Marketing, that bringing everything together means that the experience your customers and prospects have is much better. So think about this. We've all been through this, right? Where you buy a piece of clothing in store and you go up to the till and you, you pay your money and they say to you, would you like to receive a receipt via email? And would you like to sign up to receive further offers and information sent straight to you by email? And you say, yep, brilliant. I'll have both of those things. So you give them your email address and now the store knows who you are. So based on email as your unique identifier, they know what you bought, when you bought it, what store you were in. There's a lot of data that, that they can get from that. So if they're using multi-channel marketing rather than the omni-channel approach, the next day you might get an email or see a Facebook ad or get an SMS saying, we haven't seen you in a while, come back and shop with us. And you're thinking, um, hang on a minute, I just bought from you yesterday. That's the thing. So, you know, even worse than that, have you had this before where you've then had a, an email come through or seen a Facebook ad or whatever that's actually advertising the item that you bought the day before at a lower discounted price? Have you had that before? Yeah, that, blo- uh, that boils my blood. So annoying. Yeah. I know, right? So annoying. But with omni-channel marketing, that doesn't happen because each channel is passing that data Mm -hmm. back and forth, sharing that information to inform the next message that's sent and how it's sent. And I think, you know, the thing that we need to remember now is that 
we're talking about omnichannel as a, a marketing thing in terms of this podcast, but actually omnichannel goes past just marketing. It's the whole experience that a customer has with yeah. your brand. So connecting your in-store experiences to online by using iPads in store so that if a product's out of stock, you can order it for yeah. them straight away and get it immediately sent yeah. to them. Um, again, when I was doing the research for this episode, I saw a great example from Disney, who were an example of a brand that's using omnichannel fantastically throughout their business. So the example here is that every piece of their website is mobile responsive and optimized for different devices, mm-hmm. which <laughs> in itself is a, a big tick. Um, but after a visitor has booked their Disney World Resort visit, they can plan every minute of their trip through the My Disney Experience tool. When they get to the park, they can use a mobile app to locate attractions that they kind of earmarked in that experience tool that they wanted to go to. They can see estimated wait times for the attraction. And now Disney have also launched their Magic Band program, which allows Disney World and Disneyland visitors to enter the parks, unlock their hotel rooms, check into Fastlane passes, connect to their Disney Photo Pass account, charge all purchases that they make in the park to their Magic Band account. And of course, it's all linked through to their My Disney Experience account and accessible through a mobile app. So I think that they're a brilliant example of how we need to really consider how customers and prospects are interacting with us and how we can make that as seamlessly as possible. And we know that a good marketing strategy is doing exactly that. And it's sending the right message to the right person at the right time through the right channel. You know, that's what we really need to add into our thinking here. So, Gav, I'm going to hand it back over to you for a Mm -hmm. second. You know, email often gets overlooked for the new and the shiny in a company's marketing strategy. So why do you think that it's still so important and how can it fit into that omni-channel marketing strategy that someone's going to be planning for 2020? Um, yeah, it's always overlooked, isn't it? I know, it's I, so I, annoying. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's you know, something that's, that's kept me in a job for probably far too long um, is, is something that's, that's overlooked. It's... Um, and it's the key to everything. I remember uh, sort of looking at this uh, a few years back um, and, you know, we've probably had these conversations and, and, you know, everyone that you kind of know within the industry has had this conversation that email is going to die, you know, um, but it, it never, it never does. It never, it's never killed off. And I think the main reason behind that is because it is the key that sort of links everything together. Um, let's say one of the channels that you would have in uh, sort of your omni-channel marketing would be Facebook right? And you do a Facebook message or something like that. Well, well how do you log into your Facebook? You, you use your, your email address. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you're going to do something on Instagram or something, you, you, you log in using maybe Facebook, but Facebook is you're still using your email address. So it's always the key to everything. So I don't understand why it gets overlooked, um, but it's, it's definitely going to be the, the sort of the crux. It's right in the middle of everything we're doing when it comes to, to omni-channel marketing. It's probably the first instance. Definitely. And we see the stats all the time, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, we talk to clients about this all the time. The email always comes out as either the top yeah. channel for marketing return yeah. on investment, if not certainly in the top three, yeah. because it is still the channel. And again, we see this in the stats that consumers want to receive their information yeah. through. They 
want to receive offers. It's a channel that's personal to them, but also it's not too invasive. You know, SMS, fantastic channel. I think it's a brilliant part of an omni-channel strategy, but sometimes it can feel a bit too close, a bit too personal. And I think that's what we're going to see with WhatsApp going forward as Mm. well, that there's going to be a time and a place for WhatsApp marketing, but it's a very personal, very close channel, whereas email has that personal feel, but it's a pick and choose. They can go into it when it's the time is right for them and keep going back to it. But the stats prove everything that you've just said. Email is the core of a great marketing strategy. Yeah, yeah. and I think the pe- people sort of work through an email inbox completely differently uh, from the way they would uh, use their, mm. their SMS. You know, when you open up your SMS, you're looking to speak to people that you want to speak to, or you've got a conversation there that's happening because you've got something being delivered. You don't really want to have that sort of um, that marketing message come through as an SMS. It's a nice to have a, a compliment or a reminder coming through on an SMS, but that sort of initial sort of salesy or marketing message, you're going to want that to come through as your your email first. Um, and all the other sort of channels kind of jump and compliment uh, uh, alongside it. So it's 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 definitely the case. I mean, you're saying you know, email comes up top. Um, it's the it's the one channel that everyone uh, prefers to be marketed on. Um, the ROI is there for for marketers as well. You you know, forty two pounds twenty four for every pound spent is what the the DMA are telling us. So you know, the the, the stats are there. Um, so email is always going to be at the the centre of everything, but. It's just a case now it can't carry everything, right? It can't do it all. Um, and, you know, people's uh, people's um, sort of uh, perceptions and, or their views or their, the ways they want to receive um, the messages kind of change. So you've got to allow them to have other channels to connect with you as well. Um, I was going to say I was completely sold on that, that Disney experience. So I thought you were, you were working on commission there because it sounded completely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's it's that's, that's exactly what you want. You want everything to be seamless, and it should be. I mean, we always talk about sort of humanizing the uh, the digital experience we have. You know, it should be like when you used to walk into a store and someone would recognize you in that store and know exactly what you want and you know point out what you're gonna what is gonna sort of fit you better or what you you pre- uh, prefer to to make and you know have to eat that 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 type of uh, feel. That's what we're looking for. Um, um, sort of bring uh, digitally and omnichannel is 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 kind of like that you know because if you were you know regardless of if it was just one store you're walking walking into if they knew you across different stores they'd be again able to sort of manage your expectations and tell you what um, sort of things you liked um and that's that's what we're looking to achieve um just you know keeping that conversation going across a number of different channels could you imagine how bad it would be and, and you kind of sort of illustrated it before but getting an email sort of going through the motions um maybe pick up the phone and, and calling uh the the business you want to you want to sort of do business with or speak to um and then receiving a text message later saying oh someone will be through to to contact you soon it's like well hold on that's that's already happened you know, it's it's completely disjointed. You want to make sure that you know the left hand knows what the right hand's doing. That's that's the main thing, and I think that's what what people sort of struggle with when it comes to this this approach is having the right tech available um, to sort of use that data that you were speaking about right at the, the top of all of this um, to sort of go across all of those channels um, so that you know exactly what, as I said, the right hand and the left hand are doing. Intelligence, energizing your email marketing with Kate Barrett. 
brought to you by eFocus Marketing. Pick up a copy of Kate's book, Intelligence. Email marketing isn't dead the way you're using it is. On Amazon now. You know, consumers don't care if you're in the customer services department or if you're in the marketing department uh-huh. and then you're in email or you're in social uh-huh. or they don't care where you work in the business. What they care about is their interaction with the yeah. brand. And we know that, you know, generally people need multiple touch points with a company before they're likely to take an action, make a purchase. Mm-hmm. Now that could be multiple emails. It could be touch points across multiple channels. And if we think about the way that consumers actually interact with brands nowadays, it isn't siloed through one channel. It is multiple touch points across multiple channels, having that message backed up and reinforced with them, slightly different pieces of information that are delivered at different times. You know, thinking about the customer life cycle, I've got an episode that'll be coming up um, in a few months that all, all about that. But you've got to understand what it is that people want to hear from you when they want to hear from you so that you're sending that right message to the right person at the right time. But nowadays, it really is about deciding what is the right channel? What is the right combination of channels yeah. that we need to put together? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute. But in your opinion, should everyone be working towards an omni-channel approach, do you think? Um, I mean, the easy answer would be yes. (laughs) Um, But I I think it does come down to what your business is and not just what your business is, but who your customers are. Um, you got to ask them, you know, if, if you're, if you're providing a service that really doesn't, um, own itself to a number of different channels, then why would you branch out in that way and then annoy people? Cause that's, let's, let's face it. That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be annoying people on multiple channels. But I think if, you know, you're asking people, you know, what, um, how would you like to be contacted? Um, or giving them the opportunity to, to, um, see what channels, um, you can communicate on. Um, that's going to open up a lot of doors for you. Um, so again, as I said, that you know, the simple answer is yes. I think we should all be sort of reaching forward towards this. Um, as as businesses age, our our customer base is sometimes getting younger, and you know they'll be accustomed to be you know contacting or being contacted in a number of different ways. So we've got to sort of move and change with the times. I mean, um, I'm not part of Gen Z. But, uh, you know, they, they are going to be consuming, um, sort of marketing and, and messaging in a completely different way. Um, and if, you know, our companies are going to be around and be effective, uh, for them, then we need to, we need to follow suit. We need to be, um, taking care of those, those new channels or at least understanding those new channels, uh, that they might be, uh, sort of listening out for. Definitely understanding how they fit together. What I think is really interesting about all of the younger generations that that come in and come through and and come up, and we were once one of those younger generations, once, Gav. We once, we were there once. once. We're yeah, not anymore, yeah. but once. Yeah. <laughs> but what I find really interesting is that in the workplace, when those generations come to the point where they leave school and they yeah. go into the workplace, yes. email is still one of the main tools that you that's yeah. used. Yes, we have things like Asana and you know Slack. all of those project management tools or Slack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But email is still the foundation of a lot of the the business world. Mm -hmm. So I think unless that completely changes and we get rid of email, um, in which case we might be having a different conversation, (laughs) but I certainly can't see that happening. I don't don't see that changing. 
again, we're, we're talking about sort of right message, right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. we use Slack within our business. You know, we're, you, you might, might think that's strange. You use Slack within your business. You're an email company, but there's a right right time for using it. And if you just want a quick message to someone, exactly. you know, who sits on in another office, then you might just drop a, a, a quick a Slack message. If you're formulating a message that goes across a number of different people, then you're probably going to put an email together. Um, and if, especially if you want sort of a longer, longer response and you want it documented as well, that's probably when you're going to use email. I, I, I love the way that you said that the younger generation, they come through, they leave sort of uni, they go into their first job, office job, and typically an office job because not everyone has an email address. Um, um, but yeah, when they go into an office job, they're going to have an email and that's going to be the tool that they'll, they'll be using. And then that, that might change the way they interact with, with brands because they're using email more. So I just see it as a, as a transitional thing. You know, you may be younger and not using email so much, you know, be glued to your, your mobile phone and, and your face completely in WhatsApp. But you know, as you, as you age and you, you grow with, um, with the business, around you I think email sort of uh, comes up trumps definitely and it, it is choosing the right channel mm-hmm. for your audience and for what it is that they want to do so if you're um, a, a software provider you know like you guys are for example SMS and I'm, I'm not picking on SMS at all I love <laughs> it as a channel but it's not necessarily the right channel to be communicating with your audience through all yeah, the time to give yeah. them you know updates or Sales messages, for example, but if you're a dentist or a hairdresser, yeah. SMS is amazing in terms of reminding you when your next appointment's due, uh, reminding you you've got an appointment booked, you know, a lot of things like that. So there is a time and a place for all channels to be used and you have to understand your audience. And this is where it comes back to your data. If you don't know who your audience are, you can't choose the right channels for them. So social media, for example, you know, not everybody is on Facebook or if they are on Facebook, it's not necessarily the right channel to be yeah. communicating with for the message at that time because they're not in that mindset. Maybe exactly. Twitter or LinkedIn is a better place to go. So, you know, even within each of these different channels, you have to choose the right channel for that message yeah. at that point. And if we can truly connect all of these channels together in that omni-channel approach and have that data feeding through what we're also doing is not only delivering the message right message right person right time right channel but we're also helping to personalize the experience and this is something that people don't just expect it now don't just um ask for it they expect yeah. it so you know we know that 57 percent of people are willing to share their personal data in exchange for personalized offers and discounts mm-hmm. but we also know that 64 percent expect companies to provide that individual yeah. experience and with gdpr where we're asking people to understand more about what we're doing with their data and give us permission to do things if we're then not using that data sensibly to provide that um personalization and joined up experience we're really letting people down and gen z coming through they don't want generic they want personalized to them because you know they're on the go they don't have time to be wading through loads of information to find what's right for them they want it now and that's what they're used to with how they interact with websites and you know other media that's out there you know netflix for example it's very much about a personalized experience for the the programs that 
you would be interested in. So that's what everyone is getting used to. And we have to make sure that marketing fits around that. Do you agree? I, I completely agree. I mean, it is that we're in that, that, uh, <laughs> that, that time where everything needs to be now. Um, everything needs to be now and everything needs to be for me. And it's not just, uh, it's not just that because, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of narcissistic and uh, impatient. It's because we know that brands can deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it's being made aware now that if you're going to ask me for something, you've got my data. So use it. And I think that's the that's the one thing that is uh, that irks me a little bit sometimes when I'm, I'm working with clients is you know they they put together strategies to to collect a lot of data, um, but then don't do anything with it, mostly because they're sort of they've got pressures from above to make sure that this email they send out really makes an impact and it kind of turns into x amount of pound signs. Um, but really, what we need to be doing is sitting down and having a strategy and looking across the board. I know you mentioned that you're going to be looking at uh, sort of lifecycle marketing down the way, but it is a case of doing that, sort of stepping back and understanding exactly what the journey is, um, what points you can pick up the right data and what point you can use that data as well. But then once you're doing that, you can start to see quite clearly what channel you're going to use at what time. You know, it happens massively in event marketing. You know, you, you, you've, you've um, sent out a message to inform people that an event's coming up. Um, letting them know that yes, you've booked your 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 uh, place on that event, um, and then doing that sort of reminders all the way through. Usually, those reminders might be in the form of of email, but maybe a day or two before, or even definitely on the day, you send out an SMS message. You know, that is the way that you you capture their attention and you make sure that they're going to come along to that event just by switching it to a, to another channel at that point in time. Um, so it's, it's that type of thing. When you really step back from the whole, um, whole situation, really get a sort of a, a, a top down view, you can then start to understand exactly what data you need to pick up, um, when to send out this message. And as we've been saying as well, what channel to send it out. Definitely. I absolutely love that. And you've got to understand how your channels work together. You've got to understand that holistic view. So I did an episode, episode 12 on the podcast is all about attribution modeling and understanding where to spend your budget. And that links into what we're talking about is understanding what channels are actually working for you um, within that marketing mix. So if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and and check it out because it links in really nicely with what we're talking about here. So, okay, let's give our listeners an example of just a very simple omni-channel strategy. So let's think about, for example, um, an abandoned basket for a B2C company or an abandoned form campaign for a B2B company. So you know, we're, we're used to sending out, let's say, three emails in a row, the first one at four hours, the second one at 24 hours, and the third one at 72 hours. So how are we going to make that omni-channel? What else are we going to bring in? What are the questions that we're going to ask when we start to think, how can we expand this strategy to make it even more successful and increase our revenue and our impact with our customers and their experience that they have with our brand? What can yeah. we do there? Yeah, well, you, you start to sit back and look at what other channels you've got available to you. Um, and typically as a, an e-commerce brand, you know, you're going to have your website um, and sort of retargeting will be a, a great thing for you to, to be able to do. So we've all seen retargeted ads um, and it would just be a case of using those ads once someone has um, 
has sort of abandoned uh, either browsing, browsing or the cart, um, and then using that product that was in there to to be displayed up on uh, your know, websites when uh, when you you go to the next thing. We've all seen it. If you left a left the website, you've got something in your basket, and you go onto YouTube, and all of a sudden, magically, you're being shown these things that um, you were looking at before. I mean, it's not magic. You're using that that data to display those those <laughs> ads. Um, you know, uh, a reminder if if you've got um, if you've got SMS or you've got um, WhatsApp available. WhatsApp probably not as much, but you know if you're uh, able to do that, um, maybe uh, maybe a, a notification on SMS. But again, probably with uh, with e-commerce, it's going to be using something like your app. You know, a push message in, uh, in your app to sort of drive people back to to um, to the app where they they can make that purchase um, and go again. But I think an, an, another thing to, to to, uh, sort of include across all of this as well is not always to sort of force through that sort of salesy discount off um, use the channels mm-hmm. to kind of understand why exactly they they abandoned because it's not always the case that you know someone just wants a bit of a discount I mean most of the time it is but um, <laughs> you know just just kind of understand that and you can you can do that with uh, across all the messages you know is there something else we can help with um, and that can be done by you know as i said using uh, an app to drive people back to a an environment where they've got all the information possible um, within it um using the email uh, to drive them back to a website and the same thing with uh, with sms as well and, and retargeting i absolutely love that and, and the same would work for the abandoned form example so you know what is it that um is happening on the form what are the questions that they're asking what stops them from completing it how can they get back to a saved version of the form so they don't have to start again from the beginning <laughs> so linking all of this together yes. oh that's, that's annoying that's right incredible. <laughs> you know the other thing i forgot as well was was um throughout all of this um, I mean, offline is always a, a channel that you can think of as well. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it is difficult to give people the information. So if someone's in store, giving them the information that someone has been looking at things online, that's going to be pretty, pretty difficult. But some, something in between is going to be like live chat. That's a, a really, uh, re- really important tool is when someone revisits visits the website is having live chat pop up and having the data passing through that last visit you had, you were looking at this. Uh, we know you didn't purchase it and we know maybe that you've looked at it several times over. So maybe a live chat message pops up and you've either got a bot in there or you've got someone uh, part of a sort of a... Um, a customer success team or something that is able to speak to you on a one-to-one level um, and that is a really nice feature having live chat and we've we've seen that through our uh, um, hitting the mark um, <coughs> sort of research that live chat is is, is being a, 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 a huge thing for people now um, and it really does give you the ability to, to speak to someone and I know that's that's a, a problem that a number of people have is sometimes I just want to pick up the phone and speak to someone. Now that's not that's not always <laughs> possible, um, but we're seeing now um, sort of when the, the hit in the mark study we did, about a third of all the brands are starting to use um, live chat. So it's 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 going to be something that's picked up more and more. Um, bots are probably going to be something that's going to be uh, allowing companies to to use live chat more because it it is difficult to have someone available all the time to to do that. 
Um, but I think it's definitely going to be something that's added into the omni-channel um, sort of uh, network, if you like, um, to really boost that customer experience. Definitely. And you mentioned the Hitting the Mark report there, which has literally just been published. So we will put a link to that in the show notes as well. There's some really interesting stats that have come back off of that. So yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. When we're talking about omnichannel marketing, there are obviously some considerations that we need to think mm-hmm. about when we're trying to put this in place. So particularly around the data, having enough of it, having it in the right place, making sure it's connected across the channels so that we can actually yeah. be omnichannel. Yeah. Um, and I've got a, another podcast episode coming up soon uh, talking about how to conduct a data audit and, and dig yeah. down into what you've got, what you want to have and, and what the gaps are. So definitely check that out. That's coming soon but you've got to think about how you get that cohesive message across the channels how many channels is too many the order of your communication the timing there's so many considerations here so you know how do you approach that when dot digital are planning a campaign Mm -hmm. with their client across a lot of the marketing channels that you guys can help connect people into through one platform how do you approach that planning process um, it is just that it is sitting back and having a plan. I mean, it's it's this this omnichannel approach can cannot be really um, sort of dived into unless you you apply this sort of um, life cycle marketing to it. Um, yeah, the the two of them are kind of intertwined because you need to have visibility completely across everything that you're trying to do, that complete um, customer journey in order to work out how omnichannel is going to work for you. Um, if you can't see the map or the journey that people are taking, it's very difficult to plan this out. Um, so you need to have that really. Um, and then you can start to apply um, channels one at a time. I wouldn't say at all, you know, throwing in four channels in one go, that's that's not going to work. Make sure you master one channel. And I know some people struggle to, to, to master email alone, but... You know, get to get to grips on exactly what people are going to be receiving on email and then see where another channel can complement. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of it. And kind of look at yourself as well. When if you were going through this process, what would you like uh, to receive and when? And I think that is where uh, Omnichannel really flies is kind of really having that personalized touch understanding where people are, what their, their struggles are going to be at each stage of the journey they're with with you, um, and then using those channels to, to deliver that right message. Definitely agree. Understand your audience, understand your data, and understand what your messaging is. You know, generally, it's going to be the message that comes first. If we think about McDonald's, for example, when they do their um, yearly monopoly, that is the main core of it. They want to advertise that they are running their monopoly campaign. Then which channel is most at which stage of the campaign. So in the um, the kind of the teaser side of it, in the run up to it actually launching, when it's launched and then in the post launch, what are the right channels to deliver those individual pieces of the messaging that they need to? You've got to be thinking about it from a customer experience point of view and from a messaging that you want to deliver and what's the best way to deliver that messaging. Now, email is always going to be the main core that runs throughout that. But as we've spoken about in this whole episode, what are those other channels that are going to be complementary and get to people at different times in slightly different ways to bring that message together? And that is your omnichannel strategy. So Gav, what is the one tip that you would leave our audience with if they're getting started with omnichannel or they want to take that strategy to the next level and make it more sophisticated? 
well, more than just get in touch with us at Dot Digital. <laughs> I know, right? A little plug there. <laughs> <laughs> that um, is no, definitely I, the I, first I say, thing you should do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd, I'd say if you want if you want to try uh, start um, uh, diving into the world of omnichannel, you want to make sure that there is a uh, there's a market for it first. Understand your customers, and it's exactly what you've been talking about. Get the data on people and understand if there's an appetite for more channels. Then get to understand whether you can manage channels yourselves internally. Um, if you're going to struggle with managing those channels and your data sort of syncing up between those channels, then you're really going to struggle. Um, but yeah, it's it's all coming down to the, the data you have on your customers and how you can manage that data between different channels. If you can do that, or you, you've got some sort of understanding of how you would like to do that, then definitely get in touch with a company obviously like ourselves um, and then we can help you to, to sort of join the dots together and make sure it's a, a cohesive fluid experience for for you and your customers excellent understand your objectives your data your audience your content what the right channels are and then find the right technology to support you in doing that so if people feel that dot digital may well be the right technology for them how can they find out more and get in touch with you gav um, well, the best thing to do is just to get on our website. Um, there's uh, links uh, all across our website, obviously, but um, get on our website. You can have a, a quick demo from uh, from the team here um, or come along to our dot .live events um, so you can come and see us in person. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the two is is more than more than enough. Uh, a sort of a, a live demo of the platform, and there's plenty of uh, plenty of people here that can take you through and show you exactly how things would be turning out. Um, or as I said, yeah, come to our come to our live events dot lives and, and actually see us. We're real people. It's another channel <laughs> offline, as I said. <laughs> Excellent. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the website. So get in touch with Dot Digital if you want to find out more about how they can help you to start connecting these channels together in a true omni-channel experience. So Gav, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hopefully everyone who's listening has found today's intelligence masterclass really useful. I know I have. It's definitely good to talk these things through with um, with a colleague and a, an esteemed colleague at that as well so Gav thank you so much for joining me no thanks for having me cheers (laughs) and for everyone listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify or whichever podcast provider you're listening through follow us on YouTube for more video based content and find eFocus Marketing on all the socials thanks for listening Intelligence, energising your email marketing with Kate Barrett Head to our website for downloads and show notes, e-focusmarketing.com slash intelligence.